listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage Podcast. This is the podcast that's designed to help you save and restore your relationship, whether you're at the beginning or whether you're in the midst of a crisis. And today, you may hear a little bit of background noise back there. Those are the sounds mostly of nature. I'm actually on my back deck. It was just a little too nice to be down where I usually record, a little bit darker down there. So I wanted to get a little sunlight and wanted to spend a little time getting some fresh air and have a change of scenery, have a change of thought, which is often what helps bring us to a new place. Now, for the last little bit, I've been answering questions that were submitted by people, and I continue to do that today. Um, And if you're interested in that, if you've got what I call the Goldilocks question, and that's the one that's you know, not too hot, not too cold, just right. If you have that, um, then I would love to hear from you. Now, let's talk about what that question would look like. Let's say you have a question that is really, really, really specific just to your situation where you need an answer to your specific situation. Well, that is where you want to get some coaching because I can answer that, but this needs to apply to lots of people because this is listen to people really around the world at this point. Um, the podcast itself is now, I think it's, we're at uh, like 3.2 million downloads, something like that. I think we might have just passed that point. So it's listened to people all around the world. And so I want to make sure that I give people something that's helpful kind of across that whole spectrum of people, just to make sure that we get as many people included as possible. So if you've got something that you know, you're wondering about that's broad enough for that, then I would love to hear about it. Now, the other thing is if it's too general, like how do I save my marriage? Well, you know, I created the Save the Marriage system to give you that full approach, and I certainly can't master that for you in the 15 to 25 minutes that I generally use for a podcast episode. And if you're wondering about the timing of that, it amounts to this. That's a walk. That's a workout. That's a commute. I want to make sure you get a bite in. I don't know. Sometimes I start listening to a podcast that goes for, you know, an hour or two hours, and it takes me a while uh, to be able to get it in. Uh, I know my son and a lot of his uh, friends have podcasts running in the background where it's just kind of background noise. And those are three-hour podcasts, two-hour podcasts, and that's really great if you're just trying to fill out the noise. But we're here for something else. We're here to transform marriages, and more specifically, your marriage, your relationship. So let me tell you the question today. The question is, my spouse is checked out and is not sure what to do, but is leaning towards divorce. And then the person says, you say, even if only one wants it, you can work on saving your marriage. But can one person, what can one person actually do? What is it possible that one person can do? Can I really save my marriage all by myself? That seems impossible. It's a great question. So I want to clarify why I say even if only one of you wants to. It's because sometimes we underestimate what is possible for one person to do, but let's not overestimate that either. So let's talk first about some things that you cannot do. It's just not possible to do. 
One I want to make real obvious, because if you're thinking about this as your strategy, please don't listen to my material. This is not going to be where I want to fit into your process. But you can't make a spouse stay. There are some people who have done that. Uh, that's called um, uh, that's illegal imprisonment. Uh, that's, there are a lot of terms legally that that includes. But they try to make somebody stay. They block the door or do other things. And I just want to remind you that there's a long history of that. Uh, King Henry VIII, uh, he locked Anne Boleyn into the Tower of London to make sure that she didn't get away. And there are other circumstances, but do you really think that that would be an alternative? I mean, I don't, and I'm hoping you are with me that you can't make a spouse stay. You can't force them to stay. That's actually illegal. Okay, so we get past the illegal part, and if you're still listening, you know, if you said, oh, that was my plan, you can stop listening and and, and just go ahead and please don't do that. So do something else. Okay, so what else can't you do? Well, this is an important one. You also, well, you can't make them stay, right? You also can't make a spouse feel or believe just anything you want. I mean, you can't make them feel differently than they do or believe something they don't believe. Now, let me just accent that and say you can't make somebody. That is different than saying nobody ever changes how they feel and nobody ever changes how they believe. You just can't make it happen, you can't make someone feel different than – and if you've ever had a friend who was really angry about something, you probably realize you can't make them be unangry. You might distract them from what angered them, but you're probably not going to be able to make them be unangry. They, they may decide not to be angry anymore, but that's a separate process. So you can't do that. Another thing you can't do is you can't do things like marital therapy alone. And I think that's why people get a little confused over the difference between my approach and other approaches. Imagine calling up the marital therapist and saying, hey, my spouse and I need therapy, so I'm going to come in for a session, and you and I will solve this marital issue alone. That's not going to work, mainly because of how therapy works when it does work. And if you haven't heard my thoughts about therapy, it's not that I'd disapprove of therapy as much as I have concerns about therapy based in research that shows that therapy is more often than not not helpful. Okay, so you can't do therapy by yourself. And you can't ultimately completely save your marriage by yourself. Uh, let me be clear about that. That's another can't. Which makes sense. I mean, if you can't make somebody stay and you can't make them feel differently and you can't, you know, fix it all by yourself, then that makes sense that you can't ultimately save your marriage, which raises the question, what am I doing here? Because I have a program where you can start working on saving your marriage alone. And by the way, I just snuck in a little word there, start. And that's an important thing because looking at what you can't do and there is that one last one that's included here of you can't make a spouse love you. And I would just enlarge that and say you can't make anyone love you. That we then have an opportunity of looking for what's really possible when we begin to change how we relate and change who we are, which is always our choice. 
that's always been within our capacity of changing. So all those things that you can't do, that's not the point. Those are not any things that you have to worry about unless, of course, you make the mistake of dragging a spouse into therapy. A spouse who doesn't want to be there, a spouse who isn't interested in therapy. At that point, you're trying to do therapy alone with your spouse present but not engaged. And let me just tell you that that's one of my major concerns about what often happens in marital therapy that causes it to fail. So we've got all the things you can't. And I've also made the point that is not the point at all. Now, let me take on one of the common things I hear from people repeatedly. As you can imagine, I get lots of emails and phone calls and people telling me this is impossible in spite of the fact that I've had thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people use my material successfully to save their marriage. So here is what they often bring to me, and it's the first thing I kind of have to dismantle. They say, well, it takes two to tango. And they put a period there. It takes two to tango. So just to remind you, tango, the tango, is a dance. Um, I can't say I tango. I will tell you that way back in college, when my wife was at that point my girlfriend and I took ballroom dancing, yes, we did the tango. So I have a small amount of familiarity with it. And so the dance itself, why it's called you can't do you can't ta- do the tango. It takes two to tango, right? You can't do the tango alone. It takes two to tango, meaning it's got it takes two to be in the relationship, two to be in the dance. That is absolutely true. But the problem is what that tango looks like. For instance, when we were learning the tango, I realized that there was an approach to the tango that somebody had to invite the other into the dance that there had to be some invitation to step into the tango and it could take a while to invite the person over and there is a lot of movement involved in the invitation to the traditional tango so yes it takes two to tango but it only takes one to start the process It only takes one to invite the other person into the experience of that dance. So what I often find is the case is that that people kind of use these metaphors that are not entirely accurate, but we throw them out just to kind of make a block, a mental block. For instance, I often hear people say, you know, a leopard can't change its spots. And that's kind of like me saying, I can't change the color of my hair. Or I can't change the color of my skin, which even that could, I could certainly change my hair color, right? But we use that as something that indicates, you know, a tiger can't change its stripes is the other way that's said. But is that really what we're talking about? Can a tiger or a leopard or you or I change how we act in the world? Yes. In fact, there's more and more research that shows that our personality is way more malleable and pliable if we want it to be than we ever believed. There is a lot of research that shows that we can change our personality if we decide to move into a different way of being, a different goal in mind. That research shows us that our personality is not nearly as fixed as we thought it was. Now, my own research shows that relationships aren't nearly as fixed as people like to believe. 
and that a lot can happen. Let's say, let's go back to the tango. There's that dance, right? And somebody has to start the dance and invite somebody into the dance. But how you do the dance can change over time. You might learn new steps. You might lead differently. You might have a different song to dance to. There are lots of ways that the dance of the relationship can change, even if you're still doing the tango. Or maybe you switch over and do the cha-cha. Or maybe some other step that you want to change in your dance step of your relationship. So the dance itself can change. And you can change. And the relationship can be transformed even if it starts with one person inviting the other into a new dance. So it takes two to tango. Indeed, it does. But it takes one to start the invitation. Which brings us to that whole process. I talk about my approach as a 3C process. The C's are connect, change yourself, and create a new path. Connection is the hallmark, the lifeblood of a marriage. When it's cut off, it gets to be a dangerous situation. And so part of your task is restoring the connection, finding your way back to that deeper connection. So as we talk about that connection, because we as humans need the connection, there's often a lot more capacity for change than we give credit. But the second C I want to note is that you change yourself. So when people ask me, how can one person do anything? Well, you're a big part of the relationship. This is not saying there's anything wrong with you. It's not saying that you are broken. It's not saying that you're sick. It's just saying that we all, you, I, and everyone else on this planet, at points get stagnant in life. I can look back and go, oh, I was stagnant there. I stopped growing. I stopped changing. I was stagnant there. I stopped growing, stopped changing, and I can always start again. I can move back into the process and choose to be in that process. So of the steps, while maybe a spouse is not willing to work on connection, that doesn't mean you can't offer connection. You can't offer and invite into connection. And I guarantee you, you can always work on the change part. Bringing yourself to a better place. Finding better ways of relating. Finding better ways of being in the world as yourself. So that you're a better person entering into the relationship. You're much more of the person you want to be in the relationship. And by the way, the creating a new path is about how you create a we. And here's the thing that most people forget about being a we. Lots of that is in your head of how you think about things, of how you process things, how you make decisions on your own. Meaning that each person can work on being more of a we, meaning one person can work on being more of a we as you move forward when you choose to. So easily two of the three are within your control and part of the third of reaching out and being connecting. So of the 3C approach, there are elements that are entirely available to you regardless of what your spouse is doing and elements that are partly available to you. So why else might you even start the process? I mean, if a spouse says, yeah, I don't really want to be a part of this relationship, why would you want to? Well, because I believe that spouses sometimes get lost. Spouses sometimes 
end up finding their way away from the relationship when that's not really where they wanted to be. In fact, I've become more and more clear that nobody starts the relationship wanting it to end where it ends. We all start the relationship wanting it to go the rest of our lives and for it to be fulfilling for both people and for both people to be happy to be there. It takes a detour along the way, usually caused by somebody hitting the pause button or more likely both people hitting the pause button. But in spite of all of that, most people want to figure a way through if they could. And the reason that people move to divorce is because they don't see an alternative. In my book, Beyond the Three Barriers, I talk about the three barriers that make it so hard for a spouse to see a way forward, the barriers for them to see. They're hurting, they're helpless, and they're hopeless. And if both people join in that process, there's nowhere for it to go. But just because you're hurting, helpless, and hopeless doesn't mean you want the relationship to end. You just don't see an alternative, and that's where your spouse is. So then we start looking for ways of moving back into that. And I talk about that in that book, about how you can be helping and healing and hopeful as the alternative process back. But I want to kind of clarify one final piece of this. Let's imagine that you are going somewhere. Now, if you're trying to get somewhere, if you're trying to go on a road trip, you've packed the car, you got everything in... It's best if both of you know how to get there. I mean, that's a really optimal thing so that each of you are kind of watching the road and going, hey, I think we're off the course. I think we need to go this way. Yeah, that would be like optimal, right? That, that you both know how to get there. But let's go the opposite end. Like the very worst thing that could be is that neither person knows the way to get there. You might go, hey, let's go to the beach. And you both go, okay. But neither of you know how to do it. And that's the problem. That's where many people start, where neither people know how to get to the loving relationship they want. They know they want it. They can even describe it in some ways. They just don't know how to get there. So let me ask a question. Would it be better for one person to know the directions rather than nobody knowing the directions? I mean, optimally, you both would. Optimally, if both people know how to get there, that's great because if somebody needs to take a break, you know, there's somebody else to move forward. There's somebody else that can take over driving and still continue the process when one person's taking a rest. But let's say that's not the case. Which is better? One person knowing or nobody knowing, neither person knowing how to get there. I got to tell you, if I got to go on a trip and the choice is neither of us knowing how to get there or one of us knowing how to get there, I'm going with one of us knowing because one of us can keep moving in that direction until we either figure out how both of us can know that or we get there. And that's where you find yourself. You may not have known how to have a great relationship. You may not have known how to avoid hitting the pause button. You may not have known how to reconnect or move beyond that. And that's why you're where you are. But there is a better offer. There is a better solution. And that is one of you figuring out how to get there. Now, in terms of figuring it out, who's more likely 
to be the one to figure it out, the person who wants to get there or the person who's ready to bail on the trip? I mean, you're stuck in the car together. So which is better, the one person who doesn't want to go on the trip anymore, not sure they want to go that destination, or the person who says, yeah, let's get there. Let's see if we can make it. Well, that's where you are. My guess is you're listening to the podcast because you want to get to the relationship. You want to get to the marriage that you both would want, that you both would treasure. Not just avoid a divorce, not just kind of be stuck with each other, but actually to create a thriving, loving relationship. I mean, that's my goal. My goal is not to just stop the legal process. I could have called my book, Stop the Legal Process, Stop the Divorce. Mine is about saving your marriage, bringing it back to life, restoring the connection, finding a way that both of you are where you want to be. But one of you can start that because one of you can figure out how to get there. One of you can figure out the directions. Okay, so now we're pretty clear on some things you can't do. We, we don't lock anybody in towers. We don't try to make somebody feel something they don't or believe something they don't. We don't try to make people not to do anything. We don't try to um, do marital therapy alone. We've also been pretty clear that that really is irrelevant anyway. The point is that you can make some shifts on your own. It does take two to tango, absolutely. But you can make the invitation. You have the rest of your life to do the dance. Who makes the invitation? That's in your control. You can choose to make that invitation. You can also choose to work through a good two-thirds, if not three-quarters of the process of the three C's. You can certainly work on changing yourself, creating a new path, and you can somewhat work on connecting with your spouse even with a spouse who's a bit resistant. And all of that means that you have one person, at least one person who knows how to get there and is ready to take the trip. Now, you know the reason that I'm on this podcast is because I want you to save your relationship. This is podcast episode number 357. That means that for over 350 Six times I've come to you to bring you more information to help you. I've created a whole system to help you. I've created extra resources to help you. I've written books to help you. I've kind of been doing this a while. I'm kind of bought into the fact that marriages need help. And I know how to do that. So I want to show you the path. I want to teach you how to get there. How to get in the car and go, okay, I know how to do this. I know how to get there. To do that, I've created the Save the Marriage system. I mentioned it at the beginning, but this is where you have to decide, is that what you're ready for? And if so, just head over to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Right now I have some room in my VIP program, so I'll give you a free week of the VIP program to make sure you have all the resources you need, all the tools you need, all the help you need. That program has a coaching component. It has a training uh, component. It has tools for you to plug in, even a community if you want to be a part of that. I'll give you a free week of that just by raising your hand and saying yes when I offer it. If you turn it down, I don't make that offer other times. That'll be your chance. So go ahead and grab the free week. The other thing we do is we make sure that you got started well. I have a team of coaches who work to make sure that you're on track, you're on task, 
to make sure you're learning the dance and make sure you're learning the route to get to where you want to get to. It's about a 15 to 20 minute conversation with one of my coaches. It's no obligation for it. You just ask for it. You do that on your download page. It's easy to do. We want to make sure you have the tools you need so that you can save your relationship. And we want to do that in a way that it is easy for you to grab, to manage, to master, and to move through. So if you're ready for that, head over to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And I hope to see you there. I wish you the best as you continue to work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.